Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, it's been how long has it been? It's been like I know it's been more than ten days, and this is a revelation of Jesus Christ episode. Um, the one that took so long, but by the Spirit of God, like whoa, like I'm I'm like amazed. My mind is blown by the Spirit of God. Here it is, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Um, the Spirit has led me to record this in parts because. Jesus Christ is like it's too much to just put in one episode it's too much for one episode which is why the Spirit has led me to record this in parts this took a lot of obedience I have a lot of of recordings for this for just this episode I think I have like maybe two or three intro intro recordings for this specific episode so so I wasn't just procrastinating I was also working and kind of procrastinating because it's so big and it's so important I think it's one of the most important episodes ever (laughs) in fact every every episode that I work on is the most important episode ever but in this this is a revelation of Jesus Christ and the reason that I'm that I've called it the revelation of Jesus Christ as the Spirit has revealed to me is uh, is because Jesus is God made flesh. He's the Word of God, He's the truth, He's God made flesh, and He's a portrayal of God three in one in flesh. He is the image of the invisible God. So, this, this is why this episode is called The Revelation of Jesus Christ. And, and so, now as we are going into the episode, I would also like to update you on the wilderness. Um, today is, I know that today is day 23 of the wilderness. I know that it's day 23 of the wilderness and uh, 17 days left. So it's going that fast and God is, has been that gracious and that wonderful. And uh, it's just his faithfulness. And I'm like, whoa, I'm almost done with the wilderness. But I would really like to say that the wilderness, God was right. God was right. He never lies. There's been a lot of ups and downs and a few valleys, but I'm still standing. And speaking of valleys, one of the few valleys that I encountered when recording this episode is the many obstacles that were in the way of recording it. But by the grace of God, here I am. I'm recording it and you're going to get to hear it. The episode is going to be out there. The revelation of Jesus Christ. I I really believe that this episode is going to change your life as it is mine in the past couple of days. Not just because of not just because of the research I've done on the episode, but because of the Spirit of God and what He's taught me and revealed to me, and because of He's brought me in the wilderness and has revealed the love of God to me. So let's go into this episode and find out the the Jesus and find out the character of God three in one through Jesus the image of the invisible God let's go so first I want to explain to you where the wilderness is at and uh, what's going on with the wilderness I'm still in the wilderness and the wilderness is still going the fast is still going getting getting close to God is still going in fact I found a verse because I found a, a scripture that God God gave it to me through a faith program that I was watching. But the wilderness, it's been 
I'm going to tell you the past few days or weeks, but the last few, at least maybe, let's, let's say like the last week and a half, I've just been shaken from all sides. I've been shaken and tested. I'm not saying God is testing me, but I'm saying that I've been shaken and tested from all sides. It would seem like things would be going wrong here and there. And uh, it would, it's not just that. It would seem like the devil's getting on my nerves. It's just pushing my buttons until I just burst or I, or I just cave in. And uh, I was in that time. Uh, and even even today, today I explained to you how uh, in, I think in a later se- segment, uh, there's this story that this little story that I give of my little experience with depression today and God said well uh, okay that'll be in the in the segment then but the wilderness has been uh, it's been a lot of shaking that I can assure you a lot of a lot of shaking but this is also true that God has been a very present help According to Psalm 46, I love Psalm 46, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Psalm 46, chapter 1. Oh, it's so, it's so good. Let me just turn to it really, just real quick. Let me just read to you Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Selah. This is, this is an amazing piece of psalm. And uh, the wilderness has been amazing, I'm telling you. You know one of the lessons that God has been teaching me? Just how bad the impact of social media was on my life. I'm, I, I didn't even use social media much. But the impact was so big. I think the biggest impact that I think it was subconscious is... I know it was subconscious is comparison. You're looking at many people's posts and you're scrolling and scrolling. I didn't, I didn't even like scrolling. I didn't even feel good in my conscience when I was scrolling. But... But you're looking at many people's posts and you're comparing lives with them and their lives with the plan that God has for their life and whatever they're doing with their life may not be necessarily what God wants to, you to do in your life or to do in your life. And that was just so bad. It, people are trying, people are being dera- derailed from the way that they should live life because they're trying to live like everybody else. But that was mostly subconsciously. Like in the back of my mind, subconsciously, that happened subconsciously, the comparison and the and the adjusting, the conforming to a certain way of life that what if what if the post that was that I was going through, what if they too have conformed to a way of life that is not so as the Bible says, we should not go scroll for answers, but we should go to the scroll. This Bible. This is our answer. And I don't even know how I'm going to use social media when I get back. I'm going to post, that's for sure, and other stuff as well. But I don't want to scroll through stuff. I don't, I 
do not want to do that. But that's just that's that's part of the lesson from from social media. And uh, as for the wilderness, the Bible reading the Bible has gotten really really strong. In fact, in fact, every day God calls me to read the Bible, and He calls me to study upon a a, a piece of scripture and. He just tells me, based on what I'm going through and based on whatever he's teaching me, he tells me right where to go. Sometimes he gives me even scripture from watching faith programs that it's just, it changes me. It does great work in me. And uh, there's been a lot of, a lot of, a lot of shaking, like I've said, but I'm still standing. This I am sure of, that God is a very present help in trouble, so therefore I will not fear I will not, I will not be shaken because God has been there all along, all along, all along. Oh, this is, this is, this is good. The wilderness is going good. Today, by the way, it's day 28, 12 days left. And on the last seven days of the wilderness, today God told me that I'm going to go up on the mountain. And that was inspired by Elijah's wilderness experience where I didn't even I didn't even know about this. I forgot about this probably. But God brought me here after I was really, really down and uh, I was blaming God. I was hopeless. I was depressed and uh, I was going through just the valley, the valley. And it was. I was in a cave like Elijah, and he brought me to 1 Kings 19. And uh, he told me that in the last seven days of the wilderness, I'm gonna, it's going to be intense. It's going to be intense. So I think December 10th all the way up to 16th. And turns out I'm not going back on the 16th. I'm going back on social media on the 17th. And I'm looking forward to something. But still through it all i'm grateful for god who has brought me out and one thing i can i can say afterward he was right to bring me in the wilderness even though i wasn't sure he was right to bring me and to push me when i myself couldn't do it he to just to just help me do it to just push me to do it and now I'm in the wilderness and I'm being transformed. My life is being changed. It's shaken, but it's changed. The change is happening slowly, but surely. So let's get into the rest of the episode. So I want to tell you a little story. Um, uh, today is still December 4th. And uh, when, uh, when I first tried to record the, the episode, the Holy Spirit kept on telling me, Stop that. You got to redo that. You got to delete that. And I was like, oh, but I'm so tired and I've run out of energy and I've, and, I, and I've lost the motivation that I had a few minutes ago. And the more I keep on deleting, it's like it's doing something to my heart because I'm putting my heart in these recordings. And and now you're telling me to delete that. And I I found myself so, so depressed. I was very, very depressed that I that I just had lost hope. I, if in one sense I could describe depression as hopelessness, then the spirit gave me the keys, which I'm going to discuss with you in the in the 
dealing with depression episode. And I think even in the mental health series, those five episodes. But first, we're still in the revelation of Jesus Christ. And uh, for me, what I did that really helped me is I got outside. I, 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 usually am, I, I usually am in the house because I usually am in the house. These days, I'm either in the house reading the Bible in the morning, in the morning praying, or, or I'm just in the house writing or I'm reading the Bible or I'm or I'm watching some faith programming thing or I'm outside sitting or I'm playing the guitar or I'm trying to write something which I which usually I don't I usually write when when I come together with with my brothers and sisters and we and we write and I couldn't I just I was I this time I I got outside I went on a walk I went and I talked to God and he revealed to me that my depression was had three stages but my depression was mostly spiritual the cause was mostly spiritual there's three there's three parts of depression there's there's physical cause there's mental cause primarily and then there's spiritual cause physical cause would be would be for example a chemical imbalance or yeah a chemical imbalance or maybe you have uh, or maybe you have like a heart disease or i don't know i don't i don't even know about that i i don't have the internet to do that right now i can i can't even i can't research that but there's also the emotional one and i kind of know a little bit about that um um which i guess is kind of like psychological and yet and kind of like neurological which I guess it's like physical and mental, and then there's spiritual one where it's just spiritual battle, and and I was dealing with that. I was going through that, and I was like, God, I can't record this episode so depressed. And He was like, You're right. So I went out on a walk, and I talked to God. We we talked together, and I went outside to just appreciate life again, to be hopeful again, and that just it did something for me. It did something for me, and uh, that's just that's just like a little a little story. So the first part, the first part, the first aspect of this whole episode, and the most important one that's gonna be in the in all the three episodes I'm gonna do about the revelation of Jesus Christ is this. I want you to get this real, like really early. the 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 most important part, the part that we're trying to reveal here about Jesus Christ and about God three in one through Jesus Christ is we're trying to reveal the love of God. And I'm gonna give you a phrase, love is God, God is love. And uh, to explain that to you, I'm gonna read to you from John chapter three, verse 16 to 18. And uh, y'all know John three sixteen, but I don't like to, when I, when I get a verse that I know that I get too used to, I read what comes before that. The Spirit leads me to read what comes before that and what comes after that. So this time I wrote what came after that. And it just, it just, it's so amazing. So I want you to listen closely. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shouldn't, should have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned because 
He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is already condemned, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. This is, this is amazing. It, what it shows here is God's love for the world. And I want to just draw in from that. I want to take the love of God and I want these episodes to be saturated and concentrated with like a concentrated mix of the love of God. Of the love of God. That's what I want to put in these episodes. And each and everything we're going to discuss is going to be based on that. It's going to be about that. So, there's also God, this here in John chapter 3 is showing that God, God's love for the world, that he sent his only son. And we're like, yeah, we know, but do we really? God did not send his son to condemn the world. Do you know that God has all the right to condemn the world, but he has not because of his love toward us, who, whom he has loved, he has loved us. And there's this song that I that I sing and that I've been singing that I that that I remember I I would sing and I sing when at times uh, I feel like I don't deserve it. And uh, there have been times when I felt to last day I would sing this song, and it was a song that happened to to come on on YouTube Music as I was listening, like kind of like the playlist, and. Um, I don't even remember the name of the song. How am I so forgetful? Um, but the song went something like that. Uh, like, And I know I, I don't deserve this kind of love. But somehow this kind of love is who you are. It's the grace I can never add up to be somebody you still want. But somehow, you love me as you find me. So, that's how the song, that's how the song goes. And it's so deep, the words there, they're so deep. And then, I think there's a bridge, it goes like something like, If you are my heart, I won't second guess, cause I need your love. More than anything, I'm in, I'm yours, your love's too good to leave me here. Your love's too good to leave me here. So here in John three sixteen to 18, it's demonstrating God's love for us that he has loved us so much. He didn't want to condemn us. He didn't want us to die. There's this part in, I think, Jeremiah or one of the prophets where I was reading one day. I was reading through, I think it was Jeremiah, probably Jeremiah. But I was reading and he was like, why do you, you, why do you have to die, O Israel? You don't have to die. I don't rejoice in the death. He even goes on to say somewhere, I don't know if it's still in Jeremiah, but somewhere still in the Bible, in the Old Testament, he goes to say, I don't rejoice in the death of the wicked. Change your ways. This, this is a revelation of Jesus Christ. Love made flesh. And the same is shown in Romans 5, verse, verse 6 to 8, which says, for, we, for when we were still without strength, oh God, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. 
For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare die. But God demonstrates his, his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is love. And Jesus says in John that greater love is no man, or it goes some, 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 somewhere along the lines of that, but he says that greater love is no man than to lay down his own life for his friends. Let me see. John chapter 15, let's see, verse 13, which says, Greater love is no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. This is what, this is how God has loved us. He has given all of his heart to us. He has given us everything. God the Father, his only son. God the Son, his everything. His everything. And God the Spirit, his He's tolerated us. <laughs> he's tolerated our, our, our everything. And he's come down and dwelled in us. This is the love of God. This is a revelation. This is what these episodes are about. So I, I, this is just like to explain to you and to tell you what this is going to be about as we go into it. So the first part of the revelation is that he is a word. And uh, we're going to go through that and discover just what is man when is when it's said that he is a word. So we're reading through John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was, was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing that nothing was made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. The, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. That actually has to do with the, with the, with the third part of this episode. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world which means we're back to Jesus. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, but his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now we're back to John. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his, we're back to Jesus, and of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time, the only begotten at any time, the only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. Wow, this is so good. This is so good. So the first thing that said is that is in the beginning. And uh, it I find it interesting that 
the first thing that's said in the Bible ever in Genesis is in the beginning. Like, what a coincidence. John must have, John being a Jew as he is, he knew the, the Hebrew scriptures, the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. He knew the Hebrew scriptures. So he is giving us a prologue, a, a poetic po prologue of all that is to happen in Jesus' life, of who Jesus is. He's giving us a prologue from the beginning of the story, from the beginning into now, into then where he was. When, when he was, into then when uh, after Christ had been crucified and all that, that's when, that's when this is being, is being written. So he's kind of like giving us an image of whom, of what he sees Jesus has now the revelation of Jesus from then that he has the Holy Spirit, then that he, under, that, then that he, under, he understands better who Jesus is. So he says, he tells us in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And I found it weird that he called Jesus the word. And I was like, why does he call Jesus the word? So, so the spirit actually yesterday, I said that I didn't want yesterday to pass without having recorded this, but the spirit actually talked to me about that. And so we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be going through that. So before I explain all that, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to read the next part of that. He was in the beginning with God. Oh, I skipped the part. And the, and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made. And I want to explain this first part of the revelation to just kind of like give an intro to the first part of the, of the revelation. He is the word made flesh. He is the word. So the word really, the reason that John is calling him the word is because without him, nothing. He is he who has spoken. He is, uh, he is not just the word of God. The word of God is powerful. According to Hebrews, the word of God is able to According to Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. So why does John call Jesus the word of God? The word of God, as we just read, is living and powerful. The word of God is living and powerful. The word of God is living and powerful. I find it so important that that in a verse in a Hebrews 4:12, the word, the word word of God, the word word is with a small w, but it's the same word. So why does John call call Jesus the word? Because Jesus is the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Jesus is the word that was spoken when Eve, when Adam and Eve had sinned. And the, Jesus is the word that was spoken. He was the gospel. He, he is a gospel. In fact, he doesn't just come bringing the gospel. He is a gospel. 
he doesn't just bring the good news, he is a good news that was spoken at that time that, that there shall be enmity between you and her seed. And he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. So he is a word that was spoken from the beginning. So he is a word that was spoken at the beginning. He is a word that was spoken. So with him, because of Christ, we live. Because of Christ, because of the word spoken. So he is a word. What is meant by he is a word? He is a promise made from the beginning. We live, he is not just a promise made from the beginning, but he is also him. He is also the one through whom all things were made. According to verse 3, all things was, were made. The word was with God and the word was God. So the word of God is God and the word is with God and the word is God. He was in the beginning with God. So that means he was there at the beginning when the world was being created. He was there. And the next part is all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. Without him nothing was made that was made. That is a Jesus we serve. Without him nothing was made that was made. So if Jesus was not there, so this is telling us that he is God. This is, which is why I used Jesus. I didn't even know the spirit, the spirit is amazing. It's so good that he's leading me. But this, he was with God. He is God. He is God. He was with God. So that means he, without him, nothing that was made could have ever been made because he is God. And he is, he is an important part of the of the Trinity. He is very important to the Trinity. And without him in the Trinity, I think of the Trinity as kind of like a triangle where like kind of like I don't know, energy or love is flowing. And there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. And we're in the Son, so we're in the Trinity through the Son, and this love is flowing all around. It's it's flowing from it doesn't start so it's it just keeps on going god the father god the son god the spirit and it just keeps on going so he is god that's what john is trying to tell us he is god and he was since the beginning he is as he is god he is as important as god because he is god he and the father and the spirit are one he is the word that was at the beginning because the word of God is living and powerful. And because of the word of, of, of the word of God, the worlds that we see, the stars, our earth itself, and the galaxies and the whole universe, it all exists because of the word that was spoken. So he is the word that brought all that is to be. That's what John is trying to explain to us. And the next part... Uh, is, is this, the next part of the revelation is this, of him being the word, is as many as received him, the word, right? As many as received this word, this good news. So for that, I want to go to Luke chapter 4, Luke chapter 4, and, and let me just open that real quick. This is what Luke chapter 4 says. 
Luke chapter 4 verse 17, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had ended the book, he found the place where it was written. So this is what Jesus read. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So the revelation is, he comes. He comes bringing the good news. The revelation is that he, he doesn't just come bringing the good news. He is the good news. He is love made flesh. For God has so loved the world that he has given his only son so that whosoever, whomsoever believes in him shall not perish, but they shall have eternal life. The good news, he is the word. He is the word. He is the word that was spoken, the promise that was spoken and prophesied. He is the word made flesh. That is what is meant here. He is the word made flesh. And listen to this. As many as received him, the good news, to them, the good to them, to them, the good news gave the right. He gave the right to become children of God. This is the good news that sinners can become saints, that that broken orphans, orphaned evil people can become. He has given us the right to become children of God to those who believe. In his name, to those who have believed in his name, he has given the right to become children of God. He gave us the right to become children of God. We, we were people undeserving, and he has given us the right to become children of God. We were dead in our sins. We were dead and broken and destined for eternal doom and eternal death and to burn in eternal fire according to revelations 21 where he says and 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 the outside of the city is for those he calls uh, all that we used to be of what we deserved but he has called us out of that the word the, the good news is he has called us to become children of god and verse 14 says uh, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. This is why I'm portraying it through Jesus. The Spirit, the Spirit was so right. This is a reason why the word was made flesh, God was made flesh, and materialized through Jesus. And we, beh and we behold the glory of God three in one, through Jesus, through this word, which is made flesh. <laughs> There's two parts to this. There's a part, one part is in, we, we get to know God three in one through the word. And also we get to know God three in one through the character of Jesus. Those are two things that I notice in this, in this verse. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. This is so good. He is full of grace and truth. Verse 16 says, And of his fullness we have all 
received, and I love this, and grace for grace. In, in I don't know what book, but still in the Bible, in the New Testament, I think in Romans, it is written that, it is written that we're, when where sin abound, grace abounds all the more. Where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. He has given us the word out of the fullness of his word, out of the fullness of his glory, out of the fullness of grace and truth, we have received grace for grace. We have received out of his fullness grace for grace. We have received out of his fullness, and not only that, but we've also received grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Now he's just revealed who the word is. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten son who is in the bosom of the father, he has declared him. Jesus has revealed God three in one. He has revealed the father. He has revealed the spirit to us. He has revealed himself to us he has seen god he came from above he has revealed himself he has revealed god three in one he has not only done that but he has declared him to us this is the first part that he is a word he is a good news and he comes revealing he comes bringing he is full of grace and truth and the good news is as many as receive him and believe in his name and believe in him, he gave the right to become children of God. And he has given us out of his fullness. And he has also given us grace for grace and reveals to us the Father. He reveals to us God three in one. This is the first part of the revelation. He is the word of truth. Now let's go and speak about the next part of the revelation, which is the bread of life. He is the bread of life. So part two of this episode of this revelation is has to do with the word of God. And uh, actually not the word, but actually the bread of life. So uh, I'm going through John and all, all that he has to say that the son of God is. And the next one is the bread of life. And uh, I want to read to you out of John chapter 6, verse 35. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. But I say to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who has sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that all he has given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Then the, Jew the Jews then complained about him, because he said, I am the bread of life which came down from heaven. And they, and they said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it that he, that he says, I have come down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered and said to them, Do not murmur around your, among yourselves. 
No one can come to me unless the Father who has sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Therefore everyone has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God, he has seen the Father. Most assuredly I said to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, and one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which comes, which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread I shall give is my flesh, which I, which I shall give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say, I say to you, Unless you eat the bread of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I him. As the living Father, as the living Father sent me, I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. This is, this is quite a handful. Jesus is telling them that he is a bread of life. He's, what he's meaning by that, what he's meaning by telling them that he's a bread of life, is that he is life. Is that he gives life. That anyone who, he said it actually in, uh, in verse, actually in verse 35, he who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. So he just, he simplified, he's using a, met, a met, metaphorical form to explain to them that he is the one that he's the one that fills their hunger he is the one that fills their emptiness he is the one that fills them so that they don't die he is the one that fills their hunger so that they don't die and fills their thirst so that their void and their emptiness is filled this is what he's explaining to them, that he is the bread of life and that they should come to him. He says that he who comes to him shall never hunger and he who believes in him shall never thirst. Shall never thirst. He calls us to believe in him, to come to him and to believe, and to believe in him. He indeed, he is the bread of life and he gives us his body as a bread so that his body which was crucified his body is not that we should eat literally but what that represents is that through the breaking of his body through the killing of his body through his death we received life and through this the spilling and the spilling of the blood we received we received we uh, we received fullness we received we were we abounded if we we received fullness and we did not thirst through the breaking of his body the dying 
of his body we received life and his blood we all the message here through all of these jesus is just, is just trying to tell them that he who believes in him will have everlasting life that's all he's saying and all this metaphor and all this stuff that offends them he's just trying to tell them that he who believes in them has eternal life will have eternal life and will be raised up in on the last day and he even goes on to say that does this offend you in verse 61 what then if you should if you should see the son of man ascend where he was before it is a spirit who gives life the flesh profits nothing the words that i speak to you are spirit and their life so the words that he was speaking to them they our spirit and their life. He was trying to give them the words of life. He was trying to, he is a word, and through the word, he was trying, through himself, he was trying to speak these words, which are, which are going to be life and spirit to them, which are going to bring their spirits back to life. But they did not believe. In fact, that day, a lot of people turned away and stopped following him. A lot of people because they did not understand they misunderstood him they took him wrong and they went away what Jesus means by he is a bread of life is bread is food when Satan came and tempted Jesus he 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 told him to he told him to turn the rocks into bread and Jesus said men shall not live by bread alone he didn't say men shall not live by bread he said men shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god how interesting every word that proceeds from the mouth of god jesus is a word we live by jesus men shall not live by bread alone men shall not live by physical bread alone and by feeling our physical bodies alone but by the food which is spiritual our spiritual bread and our spiritual and our spiritual drink is his body and his blood when we when it's kind of like metaphorical and it's kind of like hard to explain but when we ate of his body by believing in him by believing by coming to when we ate of his body and drank of his blood by believing in him and uh, and by coming to him and believing in him he gave us eternal life he gave us life eternal and he filled us he brought our spirits back to life this is a revelation that jesus he comes and he gives us life and he gives us he is the bread by which we live we live by him we live because he gives he gave his body and his body was scourged and his body was broken and his body was beaten because of his body because he gave his body and his blood was spilled that's what he was trying to tell them that my body is going to be that, that if you come to me if you come to me because of this you're going to have eternal life you're going to live and you're going to be filled this is what he's trying to tell them that he's saying to them i am the bread of life I am the bread of life he he who comes to me shall never hunger he who believes in me shall never thirst he who believes in me shall never thirst 
He came to heal our brokenness. He was broken for our sake. Isaiah 53 speaks of him as a man of sorrows. The man of sorrows who endured our suffering, who bore our pain, who took our punishment, who bore our sorrows. He was smitten by God and afflicted. He, that's what he's trying to say, I am the bread of life. Bread gives us life, and uh, and uh, the bread uh, bread gives us life, and drink it also gives us life. So he's trying to say that when you come to me and believe in me, you are eating of the of the life that I provide. I provide myself to be your life. I want to be your life. You're eating of that. That's what happens when you come to me. You eat of me and you have life. And when you believe in him, in me, you have that life. I fill you with that life. And you, you will not thirst. You, you will not thirst again. Because your spirit, I bring it back to life. He, he, he is the bread of life. That's what he's saying. This is what he's telling us in John chapter 6. That he is a bread of life. He gives us life. He is our life. He is our life. This is what he's saying to us. And I find something very interesting. That he tells them that your fathers in the desert, they, they ate of the manna. But the manna was not the bread of life because they ate it and still they're dead. They died. He's saying that every other thing, men did not have life from that. Mankind did not get life from every other thing. But I am the true bread which has come from heaven to give you life. Because I am your life. That's what he's trying to tell them. And they so misunderstood him. They, got, they, they probably got so mad at him. They, they, how can this guy say he's, from, he's a bread? How can this guy tell us to eat his flesh? They're misunderstanding him. But his disciples, like he says, that the Father draws them to him and brings them to him. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And the one who comes to me, I, I will by no means cast down. So the Father has revealed to the disciples this. What he's saying. He has revealed. Many of his followers just left him. He's saying that I am the one that came from heaven to give you true life. I have come from heaven. I have come from heaven. I have come from the Father to be in you and to dwell in you and to be your life, your new way of living, true life. And you will have everlasting life to the full, in abundance, to the full, until it overflows. I want you to have life. This is what he's saying. And the next part, and in fact, the, the last part of this episode is... Uh, the light of the world. The light of the world. Jesus says in John 8 verse 12. 
I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but but have the light of life. You know, this kind of reminds me of Psalm 23 where David says that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So he is a light of the world. So that even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he is our light. He says that he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Um, let, let me just first go back to John chapter 1 of what it says about the light. John chapter 1 verse 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And let me skip. Let me skip. Okay. To, to 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. The light of the world. This, this so brings me back to the beginning it's like john is telling us the story uh, the story he's continuing the story of genesis remember the first thing that god said in the beginning he said that let there be light verse 3 genesis 1 verse 3 let there be light and there was light he is the light that was there I don't think that was the light of the sun that he said, let there be light. He was the light. When he stepped in, he was like, let there be light. When he arrived, when he saw how dark it was, how, how without form it was, I don't, I don't know exactly how creation came to be. Not yet anyway. Not yet anyway, but somehow God had, had already created the world. Because it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of the Lord was hovering over the face of the waters. And then God said, Let there be light. He is the light that shines in the darkness. The Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. The earth was void and without form. Do you not see that when sin entered the world, the earth went back to that, to that state? Maybe not. Physically, but the people of earth went back to that state. They were void. They were, they were void and without form. And darkness filled their lives. Their lives were full of darkness. This is what he is saying. The, the, the world without Jesus, the light, is, is void, without form, and full of darkness. This is what we're like without Jesus. Void, without form, and full of darkness. This and this is what he comes to do. He comes to fill us. The Bible says that life was the light of all mankind. So his life, Jesus, from the life that was within him, in fact, he is the life. From, 
himself. So he gave us himself. He gave us from himself. So each and every each and every one of these, it's like the word led into the word led into the bread, and the bread led into the the light. It all is leading. It's all following each other. So he say, so in him was life, according to John one, and that life was the light of all mankind. From his life, he has given us life. From his own life. Everlasting life. He's given us everlasting life to each and every one of us, to all that have believed upon him. He has given everlasting life. And he says this to each and every one of us that he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. We who follow Jesus shall not walk in darkness like the rest of the world it does. Because darkness seems to. The, it keeps, the Spirit keeps on bringing me back to the valley of the shadow of death. It's not just, it doesn't just represent depression, but it represents just darkness. It represents death on earth. Death is casting a shadow in people's lives. It's like they're, they're going through life, but they're like half dead. They don't have life. And he says that he who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life. So the world still remains dark. But by following him, the light of the world, we have the light of life. Light represents hope. We have the hope of life. Light also illuminates all darkness, all brokenness. Light shines in all the dark parts and it brings about light. It brings about hope. It brings about Good in darkness. And he says that he who follows me, I'm going to bring out the good. I'm going to bring out the good out of them. I'm going to bring out the good out of them. I'm going to bring out, I'm going to bring out what's hidden in the darkness. I'm going to cast out all darkness from them that follow me. I'm going to cast out the darkness of all the oppression that they have. I'm going to cast it out. All the darkness that the devil is trying to fill with their lives. I'm going to fix them. I'm going to give them form. I'm going to fill them because I'm the bread. I'm going to be. I'm going to be all that they lack. I'm going to fill them in all that they lack. He is the light of the world. That's the first thing that's written in John. And that's the first thing that God ever said in Genesis. What if God put that in Genesis to tell us that He's coming to tell us that he was coming, the light, in the midst of our darkness. And did you know that dawn comes right after the darkest part of the night? What if God put that up there in Genesis to just tell us, to just give us a little prophecy and a little sign that in the midst of darkness and feeling void and having and being without form and empty, that he was going to come and rescue us. He was going to come and fill us with light. This is a revelation of light. He speaks of himself as being the light of the world. He says that I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. He is the light that shines in the midst of our darkness. And our darkness has not and cannot and will not overcome him. And the darkness that may sometimes fill us. It will not overcome him because he is 
He is way brighter than it. The light, when the light arrives, the darkness disappears. When the light arrives, all, all of that goes away. It all goes away. So this is what he says. This is what he says in verse, let me see, verse, oh, I've lost. Okay, yeah. Verse 8, he says, I am the light of the world. He, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. He's saying that I am the light. He is our light. And when we follow him, we don't have to walk in darkness because he is our light. We can open our eyes and walk in the light of life, in the light of life that he gives. He, this is a new world that he welcomes us into. Life. He gives us life. He gives us the light of life. He gives us the hope of life. He gives us life, true life, life itself. That's what he comes to do in our lives. So this, what we talked about here in this episode, we talked about him being revealed to us as the word, as as a word of as a word of truth, as the bread of life, and as the light of mankind. We've talked about all these and we've discussed all the all these. We've talked about how him being the word, him being revealed as the word, that that means what that means is that he is revealed through the word, and what that means is that he is the word. He is a good news spoken to us. He is the good news. He, just, he doesn't just come with the good news. He is the good news. That, and he is the word that was spoken from the beginning. He is the word that was spoken at the beginning when God said, Let there be light. He is the word from the beginning. And we also spoke about him being the bread of life. And the bread of life means that he is our life. He is the one that came from heaven to be our life, to give us life and to be our life. That's what he does. That's who he is. He is our, he is our life. That's what he came to do. And the next thing we talked about is him being the light of the world. He who comes in our darkness, in the midst of our darkness and in, in the midst of our void of whatever void we may have and in the midst of of being deformed or having or having loss of direction or being in the valley of the shadow of death and he comes and he gives us life we talked about that he comes and he becomes our lives this is why david says therefore this is why D david says that i though i go through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil, for you are with me. Jesus is saying that he is the light of the world. This is a revelation through the Bible. It's like Jesus has been revealed to us as the word. Our word, whenever we need wisdom and direction, our word in the midst of our lack of direction, in the midst of wherever we find ourselves our bread of life when we find ourselves empty and when we were and when we were without life he gave us life and he and our light the light that shines in the midst of our darkness and the darkness has not and will not overcome this light
Amen. So, I hope you all enjoyed that episode. It was, I made it with all my heart. I made it with all my strength. I deleted so many recordings. I recorded so many things. And I followed the spirit, and I, and I, and I, and I even, I even had moments where I was like, God, where is this going? What are you saying, God? I even when making this today, God said that this is going to be out there today, before today ends, before midnight. This is going to be out there today. It's going to be finished today, and and before today ends, I'm. It's going to have this episode is going to have one play, and I was like, okay, God. Okay, so I need to keep on going. I need to make sure that your word is accomplished, like I did by saying that the next episode is a revelation of Jesus Christ. I had to make sure that His word was accomplished, and it took so long because I thought I I just wanted to hurry and finish it, and and I I wanted to hurry and do this episode really quick. But the Spirit took His time with me to reveal the person of Jesus, to reveal the person of Jesus to me. So it took that long and really it was there was a lot of of opposition against making this episode really spiritually mentally and even physically i there was even the depression that i described there was even even the battles that i was having and the resistance that i was facing by the devil as i gotten in the wilderness it, it really was so much so much that i I almost went in the valley, in the, I almost stayed in the cave, like Elijah on his wilderness, I almost stayed in the cave, but God encouraged me, picked me up, I almost got discouraged when I faced so much opposition, I was like, I can't do this, this is way too much, all that is happening, seems. it seems like maybe you just want me to record this tomorrow, and, if, and I know me that if I say tomorrow, it's going to be tomorrow, and then it's going to be tomorrow, and it's going to be tomorrow, so... I'm really, really, I'm really, really glad that I got to do this and to accomplish the word of the Lord. Really, I'm glad. I'm so thankful for your support. It's so encouraging when I get on the Anchor app. And uh, sometimes the Spirit it just tells me, get on the Anchor app. Sometimes I'm just bored. I get on the Anchor app and I, and I see your plays. I'm like, whoa, this, people actually care about what I have to say. People actually care about what God wants to say through me. People actually care. It's like, it's really, really encouraging to see that. It's really very, very encouraging, which is why I I wanted this episode to be out there before the end of today, because I took so long and I didn't want to procrastinate anymore. And uh, yeah, so this is a revelation of Jesus Christ. I hope y'all enjoyed that. I hope you you took something from that about him being the word and him being the bread of life and him being the light in whatever in whatever situation or wherever you find yourself in life. It's so amazing if you could just take the time to meditate on this. Take this word and put it to good use. To good use because if you don't The word is not going to do anything for you. But take this word. Put it to good use in your life. Um, So yeah. That's that's that. So 
I, I really hope you enjoyed this episode and the next episode, I'm not sure what the next episode is, but I'm going to update you, I'm going to tell you that this episode is part of three, of, of a three part, three episodes that are going to be the revelation of Jesus Christ, love made flesh, part one, part two, part three, and there's also, and not only that, there's also a few, five episodes I'm going to do, they're going to focus on mental health. And I also have to do your word. I also have to finish identity. And I... <laughs> there's there's some that I'm forgetting. I know that I'm forgetting some. But I'll remember them later. And uh, right now, the songs that are being worked on are Holding On, which, which my siblings and I are working on. And uh, I'm really, really happy with the way that it's coming along. And there's also... I got I got a melody. Do you know that that background music that you heard in the intro? That's the melody for the chorus of the good news song. It was like, what does it go like again? Dun 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 dun. Went something like that, and it's so amazing. And then there's this part where it goes like dun dun. Dun, dun, and then we repeat again. Dun, 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 and then we go to the chorus. Dun, 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 I don't have the guitar with me right now. It's Actually, it's on the bed, but it's not tuned yet. So, yeah, that's pretty much where the wilderness is at. It's almost done. I'm left with, I think, 11 days. And I'm going on a, on the last 7 days of the wilderness. It's going to be intense. No electronics. Nothing. It's just going to be intense prayer. And connecting with God. And going after God. And the more I go into, into the wilderness, the more I realize that God was right. God is always right. So, until next time. Bye-bye.